Hello everyone and welcome back to the Sports Stories Podcast. Um and this one I'm just gonna be going over tier four, I believe, of the uh NFL iceberg and uh the deeper I go the continuous it or the I guess the harder it is to find uh information that's actually like factual. Because a lot of these topics they're uh, pretty interesting, uh to say the least. So can't wait to get into it. So uh let's start right now. So the first theory on the iceberg uh, is that Carson Wentz is Prince Harry. Now this one, uh, everybody kind of knows ever since Carson Wentz kind of um, made his emergence onto the scene in the NFL. uh, A lot of people have compared him to Prince Harry. And uh, while this one, I mean, there could be some factual uh, information in this. uh, Because, I mean, Carson Wentz and Prince Harry are both redheads. Uh, white males, um, and they kind of look alike. The only difference is that Carson Wentz kind of has like shorter hair compared to Prince Harry. And, you know, I mean, nobody's ever seen them in the same room together. So, you know, there, there's also another theory of that. Um, and Prince Harry could be like an amazing actor, um, and have like a family and then like two different families. And, you know, there's a lot of cross paths that like don't make sense. But, you know, for the sake of it, we'll just say that Carson Wentz is Prince Harry. Um, and we'll just leave it at that. I mean, that one's kind of hard to really talk about, I guess. But, yeah, Carson Wentz looks like Prince Harry. So he is indeed Prince Harry. And this one kind of reminds me of, uh, the J. Cole, Keenan Allen, and Tobias Harris theory. That one, that one was funny, that one. Uh, because J. Cole did look like a lot of people as, Interesting. I will put a picture of uh, both of those uh, look-alike things on screen if you're watching on YouTube, and then if you're watching uh, on or if you're listening on any podcast platforms, uh, I'm sure you could probably just look it up. They all look alike. Uh, it's interesting that there's so many famous look-alikes, but yeah, for the sake of it, we'll just say that Carson Wentz is Prince Harry. And the next topic on the iceberg is that all undefeated seasons have been sabotaged by the 1972 Dolphins. Now, the Dolphins uh, in 1972 were the only, or I guess so far in the NFL history, are the only NFL team to be undefeated. While there have been other undefeated teams in NFL history, the Dolphins were able to win uh, all the games in the entire regular season, which I believe at that time was only 11 games. Uh, I'm not too exactly too sure about that one. Um, and then on top of that, uh, they won all the playoff games and then ended up winning the Super Bowl. Um, and that's why Don Shula is such a, you know, captivating name in the coaching world is because he's only, he's the only coach that's ever led his team to an all undefeated season. Now, the closest undefeated season, I believe, was the 2007 Patriots who uh, won all the regular season games and then ended up losing the Super Bowl to the Giants, uh, which was pretty interesting. Uh, you know, that's when the Patriots had Randy Moss, Tom Brady. I mean, that dynasty was basically just starting uh, when that happened. So, uh, yeah, I believe like it was Tom Brady's sixth year in the league and his fifth year starting. So, yeah, I mean, um, you know, there have been a lot of undefeated teams um, but 
this one being sabotaged by the 1972 Dolphins team is going to be interesting. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't believe anybody from the 1972 Dolphins team is uh, even alive as of right now. Um, and But, you know, that would be interesting if there's like an old man just like somehow doing something. Or maybe even the ghost of the 1972 Dolphins team, you know, just like creating fumbles sacking the quarterback or something you know just like randomly appearing but i mean that's possible um and then just like i mean maybe they have a curse on the league and after they had one undefeated season they couldn't let any other team be undefeated um and i mean those are really only my theories for that specific topic i really don't know uh, there, I mean, I haven't really seen anything online that, like, people were saying. So, I mean, those are just my theories around, uh, the topic. And now the next topic, um, I'm going to be going over in the iceberg is that Adrian Peterson faked his ACL tear. Now, Adrian Peterson tore his ACL against, uh, the Washington, uh, at the time Redskins. Um, I believe in the 2012 or 20, sorry, 2011 to 2012 season, um, and he, he was out for about nine months, which is, I mean, in the area of a normal ACL tear re- rehabilitation time period, so uh, when I first saw this, I thought Adrian Peterson may have just been, like, ahead of schedule by a month or so, but he was within the schedule, but uh, here's where the theory actually comes in, is that Adrian Peterson started in the first game of the 2012 to 2013 season, and then he actually won MVP in the very next season. So he went from tearing his ACL in one season, the very next season coming back, and then winning the MVP. That that does raise some suspicion. I mean, I mean Adrian Peterson was already a good player, um, and you know tearing the ACL very bad. But I mean tearing your ACL is pretty tough, especially as a running back. Because, you know, you're getting hit below the knees, most likely. If you're a guy that was built like Adrian Peterson, you're going to be hit at the knees. And it's going to be really hard to come back from. But he actually came back from it. And then on top of that, won an MVP. So, um, I'm pretty sure that's why that, this was on the iceberg. Is that Adrian Peterson won the MVP, you know, a year after he just tore his ACL. Uh, now, this next topic is pretty interesting. Uh, that the the Patriots dynasty was a post 9-11 PSYOP. Now, a PSYOP, the definition PSYOP or a psychological operation uh, is to convey selected information and indicators to audiences to influence their emotions, motives, and objective reasoning, and ultimately the behavior of argument or of governments, organizations, groups, and individuals. Now, I'm, I know you're probably wondering why. Why does the Patriots have to do with 9-11? And I'll tell you why, okay? This is my theory. Is that Tom... So Tom Brady, we all knew. Uh, I think he was drafted in 2001-ish, 2000. Sometime around there. I don't really know. But he did not start his game until 2001 in week two. Which I don't know when the exact date of week two would be, but since the NFL usually starts in September, it had to have been the second week of September, shortly after 9-11. So, since Tom Brady started his first game after replacing Drew Bledsoe, 
against the New York Jets, nonetheless, um, that's when the Patriots dynasty started. So now people are saying that, or I mean, my theory, I guess, is that Tom Brady starting the Patriots dynasty with Bill Belichick is actually made by the government to make everybody forget about the tragedy. That that's uh, that's what I think is possibly a theory for that one, but that one's kind of hard to formulate. But kind of drawing the lines, Tom Brady starting in two thousand one, shortly after, most likely, you know. And then football, one of the most watched sports in America, and then a tragedy happened, you know, in America. You know, maybe you know you could draw the lines there. I don't really know, but that's that's my theory about the Patriots dynasty being connected to 9-11. And next, a more lighthearted topic uh, is that t- uh, David Tyree's uh, helmet was actually magnetic in Super Bowl 42. So I think basically everybody knows this one. If you at least watch the Super Bowl, you don't even have to watch then you don't even have to watch football if you just at least watch the Super Bowl there's probably going to be one clip of David Tyree catching the football off his helmet uh, in Super Bowl 42 against the Patriots uh, he's on the Giants and this is probably one of the greatest catches in Super Bowl history I mean I mean, David Tyree w- wasn't even that good of a player like nobody nobody's out here David Tyree one of the best wide receivers ever no David Tyree is only known for this one catch, and, I mean, it sent him pretty far places. I mean, he saw, he didn't really have that much of a successful NFL career, as, you know, stats go, but this one catch revolutionized, you know, like, I mean, or just started off his career, basically. Um, but the theory is that, you know, David Tyree's helmet is magnetic, and a lot of people are saying this about DeAndre Hopkins' catch against the Bills, was that like his gloves were magnetic and the ball was magnetic and then you know he just like caught the ball because it was magnets and stuff but this one David Tyree so basically a Giants player I can't even find the quote now but I saw a quote or I guess like off of a podcast that a Giants teammate said that David Tyree could not catch a single pass in practice but I mean people people have bad you know bad practices don't you know going cold streak but, I mean, then again, to not catch and then just have one amazing catch, kind of interesting. And, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, the NFL was sick of the Patriots winning. Because I believe, was I, I believe this was after, the year after the undefeated season. Or the year of the undefeated season that the Patriots had. And maybe they were just tired of them winning. And they needed the Giants to win. And the Giants, I mean, I mean that entire play, though, I mean, you know. Eli Manning, he's back there in the pocket, about to get sacked, and then somehow gets out of the sack, launches it deep to David Tyree, you know, 50-50 ball, and then he catches off his helmet. And I don't even know how the ball even stayed on the helmet, you know, the helmet's circular, you know. I feel like if you caught it and then you're being put to the ground, it's like going to slip, but it didn't even hit the floor. He still had it, so... I mean, that's probably another reason why people thought it was magnetic. But also another stat reason is that David Tyree had only caught four passes 
and two touchdowns the entire season. So he he's not even like a number one target of you know of the Giants. He's just a wide receiver, a depth wide receiver. So you know for him to go and catch this, pretty interesting. I can see how people can draw their conclusions as uh, to if he did have a magnetic helmet. But I think in my opinion is just a really good catch. So I don't really I don't really have you know you can leave your theories down below about you know about the magnetic helmet but i think it was just a great catch by david tyree now the last topic regarding tier four of the iceberg is that joe buck has narcolepsy now narcolepsy is a neurological condition that disturbs the sleep and wake cycles um and joe buck you know everybody everybody knows joe buck the sports announcer um mostly he's with troy aikman um, for Fox, but now he's with ESPN. Um, but a lot of people know Joe Buck in the sports world. I think he did uh, baseball as well as football. But the main reason why people say he has narcolepsy is that uh, he has really bad calls sometimes. Like I don't even, I don't even know like how he could play. I mean, I can't. I probably can't play him on the podcast because then you know you can't really see what's going on. But most of them is like you could see what's going on, and then he just says like the complete opposite like you know i saw one clip where the if the kick returned and he ran it all the way down to like the opposing sides 15 and they said he went down at their own 25 like that's the opposite side of the field and i can get how you can get to those conclusions but there's some really bad calls that joe buck has that just doesn't make sense <laughs> and uh, I mean, maybe he is just asleep on the job and then just comes back and then is like completely off as a possibility. But I think it's just he has bad calls. And I mean, he's still an entertaining announcer, but sometimes he just has like the worst calls of the worst. And that'll be all for today's iceberg video. Next week, I will be going to tier five and then uh, then next next week i will be going into the last tier tier six which uh looking at the bottom is gonna be really interesting uh um but i can't wait to do those two videos um and then move on from the iceberg and go into some more topics uh regarding the nfl and nba so uh you know if you enjoyed this please give a like and subscribe and also share to anybody that you think be interested in it and have a great rest of your day thank you